Hello, and welcome to Cinema Double Takes, a podcast where two movies are paired together in unexpected ways to make some head-turning double features. I'm Ryan. I'm Hunter. And I hope you're ready to feel the burn this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, things, are, things are getting heated with uh, burn after reading and burning. Everything is burning in, yep. this, uh, in this episode, um, whether it's being burned onto a disc or literally set on fire. Burned alive. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's, there's plenty of, of burn to go around this episode. And uh, yeah, I think I'm just ready to jump into this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think these are an interesting, interesting combo. Um, burn After Reading is what we'll kick it off with, directed by the Coen Brothers, released in 2008. Um, has a, a stacked cast as as usual Coen Brothers <laughs> yes. movies do. You got Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Francis McDormand, Richard Jenkins. Like it's just you can think of an award winner. They're like show yeah, up J- somewhere in here. John you got Malkovich, J.K. Simmons, John Malkovich, Simmons. which is hilarious that they're in a movie together. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so so many people, and uh, the uh, the general premise is is John Malkovich is a CIA analyst who sort of doesn't really get fired but gets like sort of kicked off of the program that he's working on and out of spite quits rather <laughs> than taking a demotion and uh he decides that he's gonna write a memoir or a memoir as he keeps <laughs> calling it um, he's gonna write a memoir and uh his wife played by tilda swinton a great actor actually, yeah she wants to leave him she's having an affair with george clooney one thing leads to another as she's trying to get a divorce she's taking like tax documents and stuff putting it on a disc that winds up falling on the floor in a gym that is operated by brad pitt francis mcdormand and richard jenkins francis mcdormand is a a gym employee who so desperately wants plastic surgery (laughs) and uh is going to use this disc as collateral thinking that it has important cia information and has the goal of trying to use it to get money via a blackmail scheme. Doesn't start out as a blackmail scheme, but becomes one very quickly. Um, and uh, shenanigans ensue. Like, like a lot the, of shenanigans. Like, like even just giving this yeah. summary, like th- this movie has like so many different For plot sure. beats going on at once. But yeah, there's it, a. It's like it's like the most Coen brother movie of all time. It's just like it's yeah. a farce. On these types of movies, which is the only unique portion of it. Yeah. What's weird is that, like, because I haven't seen this in a long time. Yeah, same. I can't remember, like, the last time I saw it. It, Bordering on a decade ago. For sure. It's been a while. And I I didn't have, uh, like, I remembered moments. But, like, I didn't have, like, a crazy good memory of, like, everything. You know, things came back to me as I watched it again. It was the end of the movie that I feel like I had not retained most of. Yeah, and I I will say, re-watching it, I was reminded why I didn't remember it. I, I think this is one of their weaker films. It's just... The thing is, is it is like a nothing bomb of a movie. Yes, that's actually my biggest point, is that... The movie's central joke is that none of this matters. Yeah. Which is also the movie's biggest problem. But I also think it's very funny. So it's like, it, it it's this weird duality of like, mm-hmm. it feels like it was made for no reason, but I did have fun watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time. I don't think this is a bad movie. I mean, even like, say, like, like typically, like, you know, a weak Coen Brothers movie is not a bad movie. But, yeah. like, 
you know, I, I think what I think about, like, in comparison to, like, another Coen Brothers movie, like The Big Lebowski, where, oh, technically, nothing in that movie matters either. Like, sure. it's about a man's hunt for a rug. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, like, that's what it's about. It's it's a guy, they get some names names mixed up, and this guy wants to get his rug back. Like, it, it, it really doesn't mean anything. Like, like, that's kind of the joke of that movie, too. But you love the dude. I, yeah. I, I hang out with the dude, Walter and Donnie, like... They're a fun group of people where, like, I don't find anyone likable in this. No, um, yeah, every character in this is, like, terribly flawed and awful. Yeah, like, like the, the, the closest person to, like, a, a sincere character is Brad Pitt. Like, he's an idiot. He's an idiot, yeah. But, but, like, you know, even his intent with, like, the blackmail scheme, his goal wasn't even blackmail. <laughs> he was just stupid and you know it's thing like oh this guy's gonna want this stuff and but because it's probably some cia person i gotta talk all secretively which just makes him sound like incriminating yeah. you know like, that he's up to something even though he's just a spooked we, idiot we have your secret stuff we have we have your secret shit we have your secret shit he, everything he says like shit like every other word the, the way that brad pitt talks in this mm-hmm. movie at least the way that he delivers the lines yeah. are the parts that get me the most he's really funny in this it, it's also the fact that like they never particularly state brad pitt's age no but like the way that he's framed in this movie he doesn't feel like he's the same age as he is in real life no. Because he looks like he's supposed to be, like, mid-20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's, like, in his 40s when they filmed this but movie. I feel like that's, like, yeah, like, so intentional. Like, yeah. just the character, like, he he's, like, an obvious example of, like, a dude that, like, peaked in high school. Yeah, 100%. And then just, be, you know, he was an obsessed gym rat and just hangs out at the gym. And that's just what he's into. He just, you know, even, like, his insistence on, like, well, I gotta ride my bike. Yeah. You know, I, like, uh, expect me to go anywhere without riding but my bike? It's like every character in this is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, specifically George Clooney's character. Like, George Clooney and Brad Pitt are, are the highlights of this yeah, movie Yeah, 100%. Because, um, like, like, yeah, George Clooney as just like like just a horny moron <laughs> is is really funny like like, like yeah because he's he's just like sleeping with everyone oh 100 <laughs> percent um yeah. and he's good at it too yeah like it's almost, george clooney it's almost brilliant yeah i mean like yeah. the thing is is he doesn't have to try very yeah. hard but yeah. he does give himself like this full-on backstory uh-huh. and like when he brings women over to his house he sets up moving boxes to make it look like his ex is still moving out it's yeah. like it's kind of brilliant yeah yeah he's for such a fucking idiot oh yeah just because he he's just he's just a sex addict yeah. <laughs> like that, that's his character he he doesn't actually care about yeah. anyone um even with him like sort of running away with tilda swinton but also like not really and then his paranoia mounting yeah. up is really funny well dude it's like it's like a movie of callbacks yeah like, it, it feels like the coen brothers just went out to like number one make a farce on mm-hmm. these style of movies where you're intermixing relationships to to get to a final moment right yeah but like it's it's also just like i don't know these characters suck so much (laughs) yeah that they only the only thing that they have for them is like these one-liners back to back to back like Uh the entire movie george clooney mentions i've never just charged my gun in 20 Uh years yeah and you're just waiting for him to shoot shoot somebody yeah like and and brad pitt's death is great yeah it's one of the funniest parts of the movie and and it's like 
like easily the most memorable scene. It's it, like it's been long enough in my mind. It was the ending. Yeah, like, like like that was like it ended with like Brad Pitt being shot in the face. Dude, I, I rewound the scene like three times. Yeah, just because of the smile on Brad Pitt's face before he gets shot is yeah. one of the funniest reactions <laughs> of all time. I know smiles and, and, and it's like center of his head like it's like the most perfect <laughs> it's a shot great, it's a great like i get that it's point blank but he like in just like no hesitation just bam. and it feels like it's out of nowhere because like you like you don't yeah. think that's gonna happen at all no yeah it gets me every single time i see it yeah and, and the fact that he didn't have an id on him so like no one knew who he was and he so he assumed he was like a spy yeah and george clooney's already paranoid about everything yeah so he assumes that, like oh there's this spy um also him being followed by like the divorce yeah <laughs> you know like the person trying to hand him his his papers um was it was it like like tugman marsh yeah <laughs> tugman marsh and it happens to everyone man i know stop being a baby <laughs> yeah well and he's sleeping with every woman in no, town no he is 100 so, like, like, like so it really shouldn't matter to him um yeah, and then his like moment where he like freaks out on Francis McDormand on the bench too. It's, so good, it, it's really funny. Um, I, I I just feel like there's moments in between where it's like it, it's it's like almost too dry. Like like, like I don't know. That like there are the really funny moments, and then there are moments that are like. I guess just moving along. You're giving the, me some narrative, but I don't care about the narrative. The thing that I I think this movie does particularly well is that mm. it's not too long. Like no, like for the subject matter and for what we're dealing with, like the yeah, you know, if this was a two hour long movie and it ended the same way that this ended, mm-hmm. I'd probably be pissed. Like yeah. I'd probably be like mildly annoyed that I sat there for yeah. nothing. But, like, in this one, it's so short that it's, like, it, it's just funny enough. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, it just sort of feels like, yeah, that was, that was a good time. Like, that, yeah, that like, was a like, fun watch. I, I would recommend this movie to people because I, I do think it's pretty funny. Yeah. But it's definitely not the Coen Brothers' best movie. No, no. Well, and uh, so I I texted you when, when we were watching this. This is an interesting follow-up to our past episode with Pain yeah, and Pain Game. Again. And, as a fan of Pain and Gain, I know you don't like it, but a thing that I will still say that kind of backs up the, the, the point I was making earlier is just that that movie, you don't like any of the characters in that either. To me, though, every moment involving what was happening had some, like, level of consequence, had a feeling of weight. You know, even if it's like, yeah, these people suck, but I, you can feel, like, the, the intensity of what they're doing. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. the impact... And this movie is like, especially by the ending, sort of like, yeah, no, well, that, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I just kind of left thinking like, well, like I wasn't like overly invested in what was happening. I was laughing um, at various points, but like I just never felt like that engaged. I guess I think is the way to put it. I again, I don't think this is a bad movie. I just feel like it's very just kind of forgettable. <laughs> no, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I'm not on the same wavelength as you on that front. Like, I, I definitely would watch this again. Yeah. And I actually, like, when I was talking to my coworker about it today, I was like, you know, after probably, like, 10 years of me not seeing this movie, mm-hmm. I still found it pretty funny. Yeah. And I was enta- entertained the entire time. Like, there's so many good performances mm-hmm. by, like, Brad Pitt's performance in this movie is maybe one of his, like, 
funniest per- like yeah. other than Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. this one makes me think he's the funniest dude alive. He's he's just a great actor. There's just so many moments in this one, like him, the iconic scene of him like dancing. Yeah, like that's been that's been turned into a gift and immortalized on the oh, internet yeah. for forever. Yeah, like Brad Pitt's great. Him like, getting punched in the face mm-hmm. by John Malkovich is one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, John Malkovich yelling at everyone the yeah. whole movie, like. In total John Malkovich fashion. Yeah, I know. It's like just like classic John Malkovich. Yeah. Like he's just playing this guy who is just angry at everyone. Well, and then like there's there's like subtle things that I think are pretty funny. Like all these characters have like little ticks, like especially George Clooney's. Yeah. Like George Clooney, when he walks into a room, he like will always notice something about something. He'll address the He address it as a question though. Yeah. Like, he, he's like, what is this, pine? <laughs> yeah, what kind of floors what are is these? this, white pine right yeah. here? These are some nice floors. What are these? And, and it was like every house he's in, yeah. it's about the floors. <laughs> what is this, linoleum? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's one of the funniest roles for George Clooney, too. Like, yeah. I, I think that they brought the real comedic timing out of all these people. Yeah. But, like, it is, it does feel kind of worthless at the end. Yeah. Just to Which, hear like, J.K. Simmons just be like... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, pay for a surgery. Like, like let's yeah. move on. What did we learn from this? <laughs> Nothing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, like, did like, did we get in any trouble? No. All right. <laughs> like, 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 it's it's a funny joke. Yeah. But but yet it also leaves it where yeah the movie just kind of feels like it's missing something. Like I just kind of leave feeling like oh like there's. I can take away singular moments and singular aspects that I do really like. I think George Clooney is very funny. Like Brad Pitt is very funny. Um, you know, I think that there's just elements that I like, but it just kind of culminates in a movie that, like, just I don't know. It, it's it feels like a shrug of a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like it's supposed to. That, that's why. That's why I say like it does. It feels like a nothing bomb. Yeah, but it's, it's a nothing bomb. I would be happy to watch again. Which yeah. is like a weird way to describe it because like I I would recommend this movie. I do mm-hmm. think that this movie is funny. Yeah. But when you watch or spend an hour and thirty minutes with something and yeah. like nothing happens, you almost feel like you just watch like movie forty three or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, it it doesn't leave you with anything other than like Yeah. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Well and, and like I will say, I enjoy this movie. Like like I did yeah. I did like it. I just like on a level that was like sort of like it's pleasant <laughs> in a weird way like, like like you know these characters aren't pleasant but the movie itself is just like yeah like, which way did you watch these movies by the way I'm, I I'm watched curious. Burn After Reading first okay so I did the opposite okay because I wanted to give myself because like I didn't really know what Burning was about yeah but I just figured it was going to be sad or like <laughs> bleak or something right yeah uh, and this was like this the a... perfect movie to watch after watching that movie it yeah. just like the complete opposite of tones mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it was so short compared to the two hour plus yeah, runtime yeah. of the other yeah, movie burning's like two and a half that, hours that it just yeah. like felt like i mean it felt like a great pairing mm-hmm. yeah because it was a palate cleanser in mm-hmm. like the best way yeah i know and then i, I watch it the opposite i'm I'm a, I'm a weird masochist when it comes to movies. <laughs> I know, that's... Like, I... Yeah, like, it's no, like I, every movie that we do, you do the opposite direction of me because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, how can I make my day better after this or how can I make the next day... I'm thinking, how can I make the upsetting movie more effective? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so, like, like, if I can... Like, like, like you know, if, if, it, it's, if it's the darker film, like, you know, I want I want that lingering impact to be the thing I'm thinking about afterwards. Yeah. Um, But, but you know, like, I... 
I, I, it's fair. <laughs> like, like a palate <laughs> cleanser after like something like burning, you know, like just after something dark, I, you know, because, you know, I can't remember which one I watched first on the Antichrist Fantastic Mr. Fox. I probably watched Fantastic Mr. Fox first. That's insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely watched Fantastic Mr. Fox second. <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, th- that is interesting. I think it can impact things where like, you know, just... It just gave you a light, breezy experience yeah. that you kind of needed. Um, for me, like, I was on board with it. You know, I was excited to watch it again. And I didn't think, like, I don't think negatively on it. I think it's just that, like, I found myself thinking, like, oh, this is why I don't think much about it in general. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely not their best work. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll be honest there, but it doesn't feel like it's intentionally trying to be. No, like, no. Like it very much feels like light. it's it's just like the Coen brothers being like, yeah, let's pop one out that's like funny the entire time. Yeah, we're here to have a good time. It. Like it's, yeah. it's a it's a pretty good hour thirty to kill. Yeah, and when you walk away from it, I don't feel like I wasted the time. I feel like it was just like yeah, a fucking weird movie, like a <laughs> yeah. very weird. Yeah. movie that I I almost don't know how to describe. Yeah, well, and I think about like, you know, because I got my weird-ass movies too that mean nothing, like, they're like wrong. I don't know if, if you've watched Yeah, I know, I know what it is, though. I, I love that movie, but I'll also admit that, like, that it, it's on like another level of just surrealist nonsense. Yeah, I think that you had me watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's, it's a, kind of meta on itself in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, it's a movie that also means basically nothing yeah but everything is just so completely surreal and strange that i'm captivated by the just oddity of it in a way that like this one is like it's weird in the sense that it just like just sort of knowingly doesn't give a shit about no about anything like there's no repercussions in it no it's almost it's making a joke on government for sure but it's not realistically like hammering that down your throat or trying to make you think that like it's just basically like yeah like like, like you got the kind of the the, the governmental bureaucracy they don't care about you like, like there are yeah. elements there i i did think the joke with the russians was funny yeah the... <laughs> um because like you know like you just the, the russians why you know because like, yeah. like, they're stupid people that got a hold of someone's like bank info and their memoirs and read into it as like oh this is like some cia secrets like no it's not like yeah <laughs> like, not even remotely yeah like this this disc means nothing it, yeah. was, it was just nonsense um but <laughs> and the thing is too is like you know john malkovich has no clue what is on the disc really no because he didn't leave the disc in the gym yeah it was the assistant of the mm-hmm. the lawyer so yeah. it's like he gets this call in the middle of the night and is like how the fuck did they get this yeah i know completely confused and oh and yeah like it's it, it's pieces of his memoir also in addition to yeah like the all financial of financial info. so that he she doesn't get fucked in the divorce proceedings yeah <laughs> I, okay and eleanor george clooney's character his his big wedge pillow yeah that's a hilarious touch like like, yeah like he's his his just like he's just a sex obsessed like loser he's like he's like neurotic dude like he's got he's got the problem with his digestive issues where he like isn't even real it's just him being paranoid he's like talking about getting like He's talking about getting acid reflux at the beginning to John Malkovich. Yeah, he has, le- like, 
lactic reflux and it's like <laughs> like are you lactose intolerant or do you have yeah. acid reflux it's it, it's not and then what does he change it to he says that he's gonna have like a like anaphylactic, anaphylactic shock. shock yeah like he just is just making shit up he, yeah. he's just paranoid like he, he's just yeah. a complete just paranoid idiot um and then we're like we would be remiss to not talk about his sex machine yeah oh yeah because like dude you're like you know he's building something fucked up yeah but like when he shows it to francis mcdormand and like you get her reaction and his reaction it's one of the funniest scenes yeah because she's in like complete awe of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it cost a hundred (laughs) bucks i know like, but then also you add in these costs and these costs, and then like, <laughs> like you total out, and you're thinking like, yeah, you probably just could have bought it. Yeah, he's like the, you know, the most expensive part of this was the dildo. You know, he's are, like, yeah, yeah, the dildo aren't isn't cheap, and that isn't incorporated into the hundred dollars <laughs> that I told you, and then also you know the labor time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like it's it's a funny reveal. I think I can get it running. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was another thing that was funny with him. Just every time he has sex, he's like, I can go for a run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he he might be my favorite character yeah. in the movie. Yeah, he he was for me. Like Brad Pitt is a close second. Yeah, uh, but like like George Clooney, his like gold chain. Like, yeah. like there's just so many like character quirks about him that I thought were really funny. It's just also like with George Clooney, I I think of him as such a suave person because yeah. that's the roles that he plays. Yeah, and he's and, good at it. And so like they gave him a suave role, but they made him such an utter dipshit that yeah. I've never seen him play this it's like yeah i don't know like this and fantastic mr fox are just kind of like yeah. out there for him even though they fit the yeah, box yeah because fantastic mr fox like he's still swath he's still swath, yeah but yeah. like it fits but into a different the, box yeah the animated element and yeah like it's a movie that like i will say makes me wish like brad pitt was in more coen brothers movies yeah like, i know 100%. that like george clooney's in a couple like, like this isn't his only one of course but like i i did think like oh like brad pitt was really good in this i think like he would have been a fun person to cast in other yeah do another one yeah yeah um i thought thought richard jenkins was 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 fine yeah like like, i have no problem just so sad yeah yeah like i i I like richard jenkins he's he's wonderful like like, like, he's impossible not to like yeah um but but yeah his character is just this sad sack of a person (laughs) Um, and that's like just his whole arc. He likes, Francis, schick, yeah. he likes Francis McDormand. She doesn't notice, even though he's like being uh, like as clear about saying without saying it, you know? Yeah. And like when he's about to get there, she just like cuts him off. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like every person is so fucking stupid. Like after, <laughs> yeah. after she gets told off by the Russians and she's like, I'm just going to take it to China. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm taking it to the Chinese. Like no one cares about this dude's know, dude. this dude's disc full of random recording transcriptions and financial records. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I think like it, it's an enjoyable watch. Like, like I really do enjoy watching the movie. I, I you know I remembered enjoying it the first time I saw it too. Um, I, I just think like yeah, it's. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of a it's a pleasant afternoon watch is kind of how it yeah, feels it's, to me. It's it's not something that I'm going to like and it's not a huge time commitment. Like yeah. I do appreciate that. Um I don't know. I I'll give you my rating, All but right, like it's, it. it's just it's it's a nice 
nice six out of ten. All right. <laughs> like, I, like, I mean, like, here's my thing. I gave it an eight. Okay. But yeah. that's just because I think it's really funny. Yeah. Like, it, it, it makes me laugh more than most comedies do, just mm-hmm. because of how out there it is. I yeah. I do agree. It is a nothing bomb. Like that's that's the thing about it is you're you're not getting any substance whatsoever. Yeah. But you are getting some of the like some of the best actors of our day. Yeah. In a movie, being the funniest that I think they'll ever be. Yeah, they they are being very funny. I I just wish that like I cared. Yeah. <laughs> like in some capacity, whether it's about what's going on with their situation. Or the ramifications of the things they're doing, and then the movie's kind of point is that, yeah, no, it's all just, it's all just stupid people <laughs> and in good fun. I'm like, okay, like, like, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It's just like know? that. At the end, when they ask what uh, John Malkovich's clearance is, mm-hmm. and they say level three, he's like, ah, oh, okay. Just like that doesn't even fucking matter. Like his clearance didn't matter like, to begin with. Like, j- like. John Malkovich the entire movie thinks that he's, he's done enough deal. in life that he can write a memoir on it and it'll be insane. But then you put, you put him in a room and people would probably laugh him like laugh oh, in his face. Like, like Silas like, Swinton does the entire movie. But. Yeah, like saying like his security clearance like literally like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I I know. It it just Yeah, like like it's an enjoyable watch. I I would recommend yeah. it as well. Like like I I think it's just uh you know, when I compare it to some other things the Coen Brothers have done, even in their comedy realm, because I know that they got their, you know, their more prestige dramas. They kind of do yeah. their, their dramas and they have their comedies. And, like, you know, the, the Big Lebowski is, like, one of my favorite movies. Like, I love The Big Lebowski. It's a hilarious movie. Yeah, it's it's funny. It also sort of means nothing, but does some stylistic weird shit that goes further than this one does as characters I enjoy more that I think are more memorable besides that like the actors themselves are really funny I like unless I looked it up I can't tell you any of the characters names (laughs) yeah I can't either but But also like the the Big Lebowski's the dude it's the dude there's Walter no I understand but I'm just saying like it's so hard there's the Jesus it's so hard to not at least give me one you know what I mean like (laughs) Yeah. If you forgot the dude, were you paying attention? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I do. It, it, it is uh, it is more iconic. Yeah. Um. But I, I enjoyed watching this. Like, like it was, it was fun to revisit because I was thinking, like, oh, like I'm curious where my thoughts will be. Does and this then, hold up? Or yeah. And then, like, after I sat with it, I'm like, yeah, no, it's like, it's kind of why I had it at a six out of ten in my mind beforehand. Like, yeah. Like it's just, you know. It's enjoyable. <laughs> like, I enjoyed the experience. But, yeah, I uh, think, too, that's the thing with, like, comedies, though. They're they're so intensely subjective. Oh, 100%. You know, because there's, like, things, like, I, you know, I, I think Step Brothers is a pile of shit. That's um, the wildest take. Um, that's such a wild take. Yeah, I, I find that movie but unbearable. But, I, I, trust me, I, I uh, <laughs> you know, we have a shared friend, Casey. He doesn't really like Will Ferrell, so, like... Yeah. Like you know, I got I got Wolf Earl movies I like. I think Anchorman's a masterpiece. So. No, it is. It so, is. So yeah, you know, it's that that back and forth. But uh, yeah, yeah, comedy so subjective. I I still enjoyed the experience. I didn't like leave thinking like, oh, this is bad. Like yeah. no, like like, like you got world class actors, one hundred percent playing a bunch of dipshits, and there there is amusement to be had in there. Um. So yeah, no, I 
I think like you know, I think your eight out of ten feels no, I, I, warranted, it, you know, for the just, enjoyment it, factor. It you is had. not a, it is not a ten by any means. Yeah. But it is just a, a movie that I think, you know, if I was ever having a, a terrible day and I needed something to bring something, me back something like that that's a pretty funny. good movie to to just turn on and yeah. kind of numb the world to because it's, it's pretty funny for in the yeah. hour and 30 minutes it's true you, you could you could do a whole lot worse yeah. that's for sure um and if you want to feel worse um, yeah let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the other movie going to our next here. movie yeah burning 2018 was directed by lee chang dong and uh it's a pretty fucking crazy movie <laughs> Uh, it stars, or it, uh, you're following a character named Jong Su Run, or sorry, Jong Su, who runs into Haimi, or Haimi. Yeah. Um, it's like a, a friend from, well, not necessarily a friend, more of an acquaintance from where he grew like up. a girl from his childhood. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really talk to each other very much, um, but she asks him to watch his cat. And it, it's kind of weird because... They don't know each other very well at this time. They've known each other for like two days. Mm-hmm. And she just is like, go into my apartment and watch my cat for two weeks. Yeah. And you're you're following this happening and he does a lot of re- really weird fucked up shit in this room. <laughs> uh, masturbates way too many times regularly Yeah. Uh, in front of her belongings. And then she <laughs> returns from Africa with another man. Yeah. And you quickly realize that this other man is very well off mm-hmm. and much better than him in basically every, every way. way. Yeah. Um, so, so you think that you're you're watching a, a jealousy story or, or maybe a like revenge a love triangle. Like a, a weird, yeah, weird love triangle um, as this really fucked up suspenseful story kind of slowly yeah. starts to unfold in front of you. Yeah. I think this movie. I awesome. think it's such a great fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, Burning's awesome. It's it's like the the first thirty to forty five minutes of this one. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to love this, mm-hmm. but it needed those thirty to forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a slow burn. It is a slow. It's burn. a slow burn. It's long. Pun I mean, intended. We mentioned it earlier. It's two and a half hours. Like, but yeah, yeah, a slow burning. Yeah, um, but like. I think, like, what works for me is just that, like, every little detail feels like something you're supposed to pay attention to. For sure. Like, every conversation, anything that's sort of announced, like, you have to sit and think about, like, 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 is is he fucking crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Like, 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 it's sort of, it's like if Perfect Blue was, like, stretched in, like, in the way that, like, like, they're they're different movies, but in, in the same sense that, like, the movie has you kind of questioning what... Like, what's even real? Right it doesn't. Now? It doesn't answer a single one of the questions that you have the entire movie. Really, it gives you, it gives you points yeah. to go off of. Yeah. But the best part about this movie is how ambiguous it is. It's very enigmatic. It, it very much wants you, the watcher, to decide what is happening. Like I, I even read that uh, Stephen Yun. Mm-hmm. Stephen Yun is it Yun? Yeah. 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 Stephen Yun. Um, yeah. He was told what the kid, like the the guy is, mm-hmm. but was like you can decide on what you think. Like how, yeah, how, how, like you can take it. You know, if you want to believe that he's the killer, mm-hmm. you can believe he's the killer. Yeah. Or if you want to believe that he didn't do that, you can play it that way. Like yeah. it's up to you. Yeah. It the, the movie it's it's a fascinating watch on a rewatch because I feel like 
I still love the enigmatic quality because it allows you to interpret it how you want to. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like there are answers there. For like sure. I think the answers do exist and, and that they can be cut and dry. But what makes the movie wonderful is that it talks a lot about metaphors. It talks about these things where you can sort of just really like just soak in everything that it's offering you and, and dig deeper into thematic elements where like, okay, if you want to just cut to a simple answer as to what you think is happening, you can do that. But I, I think that there's so much layers about like class inequality, For you sure. know, like, like dealing with well, like, didn't mean to cut you off there, no, but like, even like, even like him and, and Jaime, like mm-hmm. he is an actual piece of shit to her. Yeah. And he's been a piece of shit to her. She it's like one of their very first conversations when they're in his or like her apartment. You called me ugly. You called me ugly. And mm-hmm. like then they proceed to have sex and they don't really seem like they have much chemistry other than she's yeah. finding him and she's very lonely. She's vulnerable. She's and lonely, lonely and vulnerable and doesn't think that yeah. she's that great. And so like you know throughout the movie you're, the protagonist that we're sitting with is not a great character and he keeps being a piece of shit to her time yeah. and time again Yeah. so that you think, okay, is she getting revenge on him? Or, you know there, what I mean? There like, is a mystery around this film too that like, you know, and this is where I enjoy just how it makes every little detail a mystery. Like, is there even a cat? <laughs> like, yeah. I can even ask that. And, and then like, another part of that mystery is, is she even Jaime? Yeah. Like, 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 like is it, because like, he doesn't recognize her because yep. she claims she got plastic surgery. She tells stories about their past that he has no memory of and is, like, consistently trying to validate that, like, were these things even there? Like, yeah. like, like, like the movie leaves it mysterious to question, like, you know, like, like I, I think the brilliant nature of talking about pantomimes and I think it kind of hits with sort of a central theme of the movie of, like, you know, whatever you take away from it is just... You just got to believe it's there. If you believe yeah. something is there that is significant, then it, it, will it manifests itself into the movie. But if you don't, then, then that's where you can kind of get a cut and dry story. But it constantly opens these like questions of like, well, do you want to believe this means something else? Who's the mysterious person calling on the phone? Like, For sure. You, you get that. Like you, you end up like, you know, kind of get the reveal it's his mother, but... Was it always his mother? Yeah. You know, like, like, like it kind of well, always opens up these questions of, like, could there be more here that it, that's just lingering there, under the surface? There's even, like, there's even, like, specific conversations I've read online about this movie. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like, there's a scene where Stephen Young's character is about to describe what a metaphor is. Mm-hmm. And then he passes it off to our protagonist. Yeah. And rather than answering that question, he decides to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And it it's kind of like, you know, do either of these guys even know what a <laughs> metaphor is? know what a metaphor is? is, yeah. Um especially when you get later on in the movie and Steven Yen is is telling you that he loves to burn down greenhouses, which he just dropped a which, big ass <laughs> metaphor on, yeah. on him, you know. Like one of the biggest metaphors. Yeah. But Perhaps our, our creative close. writing uh, protagonist who has a degree in creative writing. Yeah is so fucking literal that he's looking at every greenhouse in the area mm-hmm. thinking, when's it going to happen? Yeah. And when it never does, he starts to become like a paranoid yeah. well, and piece that's, of shit. That's a turning point in the movie that I think is so brilliant where the movie does a good job at starting to make you question who the antagonist of the film is. Yeah. Like, because, like, like, you know, they're starting to question, like, well, 
you know, maybe there's maybe Ben has nothing to do with the, the inference that, yeah. that Jung Su is doing, and he's being a crazed lunatic and obsessive who technically, like, just Jaime found someone that she was interested in. Uh, you know, the sense that you get from Ben and their subtleties and even his performance of that, like, there's two separate things. There's one which is that, like, he's a sociopath. For sure. Like, like he And you know that from, like, the first moment you meet him. Yeah. He tells you he's never cried. Yeah. Like, he, he like, I don't really know what sadness feels like. like. Like, he tells you these things and then there's other little moments where, like, he, there, there's many great scenes where it just shows him yawning where yeah. like he just he's indifferent to everything that's happening around him at all times well and like it it presents all of these these poor people that you bring in like jung so and, and jaime as like and when they're sitting with the rich people yeah they bring them in and it looks like they're toys yeah they're it, like it, a it's similar act. to like this is a bad comparison because this isn't a great movie but like dinner for schmucks they yeah, are yeah. told to invite terrible people they're brought there to laugh at they're them. brought there to laugh at them and mm-hmm. that's what it feels like when jaime is telling her story from africa is like yeah. these people don't actually care what she's saying they just think it's funny that she thinks it's so great yeah yeah you know like she's talking about these things and she's very interested in them legitimately and they're they could care less it's like, like oh what a fascinating poor girl and you could you look know? at it also from like the the idea that like ben himself is mm-hmm. jealous of of jung su because yeah. She doesn't like him as much as she likes Jung Su. Yeah. Which, you know, he's so fucking rich mm-hmm. and he's so cool that, like, why would you not? You yeah. Know? Like, what, what is missing in me? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know, it's, it's so interesting. Well, because, you know, it, this goes back to how you can, the movie gives you windows to sort of infer even down a pretty, like, crazed rabbit hole of, like, is Jung Su just a stalker? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it has you think about that. Like, you know, like, d- did Jaime even know him? For you know, sure. like, there's various things that it kind of adds up to or boils up to where, where you're kind of questioning him. I think that there's parallels to kind of base around his father's violent outbursts, and you get a violent outburst from him at the end. Um, I will say my theory, because the movie doesn't say it outright, but it, and I'm curious if you will agree on, okay. on, on who Ben is. Okay. I think he does human trafficking okay so that that's my theory like because i think that's what i, ha- I have seen that theory yeah and i feel like just to me it makes sense like, like like i feel like just he's he that's where he's getting his money from it seems like he just hangs out and does nothing he says but my work is play he lures in women that are just considered nothing to the world his so green that when they disappear so that when they disappear no one cares her family like she's got so much debt her family has disowned her like she got no friends she's an easy target and because i i don't think he's a serial killer i think that it's that he is making money dealing women into no, a sex and, trade and i see that as well but i do think he's a serial killer at least that's my take on it um but yeah like but like can. It, there's no wrong it, answer yeah no like that that's my take on it at least like so like yours 100 percent could be correct mm-hmm that's the thing I like about the movie so yeah. much is like when he is talking about the thumping of his heart or like the thumping mm-hmm. of his chest. Yeah. To me, that just screams serial killer, <laughs> especially like yeah. collecting their wares and putting them almost as trophy pieces. Yeah. Like I know that like, yeah, it, he's like, saving it, souvenirs. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like there's definitely sociopathic things and that's where like, 
in in this instance, it's kind of interchangeable. Either way, we yeah, agree. Either way, the women are being like he's bad. Yeah, <laughs> like we agree guy, that, yeah. that he's not a good guy. Whether he's killing them or that he's you know dealing them out somewhere, but I feel like just there's the because like you know I think like the, the Great Gatsby comparison. Yeah, um, where like he mentioned he's a Great Gatsby. Where does he get his money? And, and like I think that like you know the Great Gatsby, it's that he's he's got some involvement in uh, in like the prohibition. And in this one, I think it's he's got some involvement in the sex trade. Um, you know, I think that that's sort of how I interpret it. It could also just be that family, he's got a family, family wealth, yeah. yeah. But the the sense I get is that like I feel like he's he's charming, he's charismatic, he's able to to lure women in, and it and it's how he gets his money. And 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 he doesn't care about acknowledging Jaime to the friends that are around him, to people that are around him. Because I think they know what he's doing as well. Like, I think that they just, they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, 100%. Like, um, you know, like th- this girl that shows up, in the like, once Jaime's gone, there's this other girl, and is she, who is she, you know, in the, in the relation to things, is she just the new Jaime? Like, um, there was an interesting thing, too, that I, I heard um, someone talk about, which is that, uh, like, a translation, I think, like, in Korean is, like, to, to burn can also be to apply makeup. Oh. Um, and, and I can see that also as like, cause okay. explaining the makeup kit and why he does it. Yeah. He's like dolling them up. It's the moment before he sends them out. Okay. Um, and like, you know, that's kind of my theory. Like that's kind of where my mind goes. See, and like the way that I interpreted that is like, he's, he's getting them to look good for their final day. Like, you mm. know, he's going to kill them. Yeah. I mean, realistically, like, either, either way, way it you works. slice it, he's, it's the same. He's a bad but, dude. But he's... the best part about this movie to me is that it's so ambiguous mm-hmm. about whether or not anything you've seen is actually true. Yeah. Because, like, there you, is are, the... you are looking at the lens of Jung Soo. So, like, mm-hmm. anything that he is framing, he could be framing it inaccurately for you, the watcher. And, and you're it... you're given enough evidence that he sucks. Yeah, he <laughs> so, sucks. Yeah, that, like, he seems he's got some problems and so like if he is a stalker who's paranoid and we are wa- watching a a character who is a completely unreliable narrator and he didn't have a relationship with his girl he's just putting it on her in his imagination yeah he's found a way into her apartment like like various things like that that still work um for sure like even the the implication that the cat was boil you know, you have, yep. to, you have to ask yourself, like, did, did she even have a cat? <laughs> you never 100%. see the cat. You see, like, he acknowledges, like, oh, well, there, there's, like, poop in the litter box. So, like, the cats, there was a cat here. But, like, was there, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and like, like, the movie kind of pokes at that. Um, and then also, like, the cat that Ben has, it could have just been a stray. Um, For sure. The cat comes to him when he says, boil. But that doesn't mean anything. It's a cat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like there's kind of... you. Could it's t- not clear cut. Yeah, yeah, you could take it as, you know, like that was her cat. Um, but like, it's, you're just going to base like the, the definitive answer comes yeah. from him saying boil well, to a cat. And it's even like the, the scene where you do see Ben's character mm-hmm. putting on the makeup. It's like, did that scene actually happen or is that what... Is that what Jung Soo is assuming mm-hmm. is happening? Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's like there's so much of this movie that's left to you to decide whether or not it's true or not. Oh yeah, and, and like that's I, I I was blown away the entire time. Like the the first thirty minutes of this movie, watching him just like 
slowly masturbate in her room and stuff like that are, are pretty disgusting and weird to watch. Yeah. But also it, it does add to that element of like, is he stalking it her? It makes him he's untrustworthy. Like, yeah, because he's not really like, he's not thinking about her mm-hmm. as much as he's just like living as her in a weird way. Yeah. Um, wants to feel what it's like to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it he's he's weird. He's very weird. <laughs> um but yeah, like like there are those those elements I think like everything feels intentional. Like even down to like the the broadcasts of Donald Trump on TV being the, that the, close the, to North Korea. Yeah, the simmering political tension, the you know, you can even say sort of the narrative of like the the wealthy that can kind of just freely do what they want and if he is disposing of these girls in whatever way, whether it's yeah. as a serial killer or he's dealing them off to, to earn his money. Either way, it just kind of shows that he's untouchable, um, you know, until you get jung Su who lures him out and stabs him. Yeah. Um, but that, that's also the vagueness of that scene, too, because Ben shows up and is like, you know... You know, you said you wanted to meet Jaime. You know, you <laughs> like, said Jaime would be here. Where's Jaime? Yeah, and, and, and so, and know. so, like, if if Ben did kill Jaime, mm-hmm. he knows there's no way Jaime could be there. If he killed her, or if he or if he put her in a sex trafficking or something. Yeah, then like, why did he come out there? You know, like, yeah. Like it's, but you know, like, that's the various kind of question of like, you know. But it gives that slight ambiguity of like, well, you know, maybe it's uninvolved, and you know, there are dudes that just. Like hear about guys who like uh, collect the underwear of the women yeah. they slept with. Like you know, like there's dudes that do shit like but that. Not, so him also, having like charms from like things women left behind at his apartment doesn't necessarily make him a serial killer. No, it doesn't. It just adds to the. It adds to the suspicion. Yeah, like, and so it's like it's like you know him going out there does not necessarily mean he did it. Mm-hmm. It could have like, and if he did do it, that doesn't trail him out either because it no. could just be. I just want to know what Jung Soo wants out of me because he does seem yeah. like he at least think that thinks that Jung Soo is an interesting person. Yeah, what did like you he's, find? He's most he's most interested in him out of any of the other characters yeah. in the entire movie, and so it's like that last moment of him like you know Jung Soo stabbing him and having uh, Ben just like hug him, like embrace him. Yeah, it's a, it's a him. very interesting moment. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, like from the moment like he was like you're a writer, maybe I can tell you my life story. Or you can yeah. write about me. What is his life story? We <laughs> never know because Jung Soo stabs him to death. Yeah, but, you know, like, like you get kind of the question of like, you know, he seems interested in him as a writer. He starts reading William Faulkner. Yeah. After he tells him that he's his favorite author. Um, but it's also you don't know how much of that is is him toying with him, right? Because yeah. he knows mm-hmm. he's being stalked. Like yeah, like the dudes. The dude's driving the, you know, this the, the biggest red red truck. sign of like, hey, look, I'm the one following well, you. And, and he's not even good at it. Like, yeah. Like he like is trailing so close behind yeah. him all the time. Like it's very obvious. Well, yeah. He also doesn't fit in the neighborhood. So like when his truck is parked <laughs> on the street, like it looks. Well, like he's driving so... a fucking Porsche, like Porsche 911 Carrera S. Mm-hmm. And then the dude's driving like a mini truck. Yeah. Like, well, and you have this ritzy neighborhood, this nice apartment. Yeah. And this beat up old truck that just keeps sitting outside the apartment, like yeah. you're, you're you're not doing anything to hide yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great movie. I, it uh, is great. I, I think the uh, the the score of the movie is very simple but very effective, with just kind of the 
bon. Mm-hmm. You know, it like just kind of adds to this this moodiness of it. It's it's such a subtly creepy movie um, for sure. Like, like I think it's something that I find so effective is is it, there's a there's a French film called Cachet that does a very similar thing where like you just got the looming sense of various things that it lays out or it's just like unsettling it, like but you're not entirely sure what the full context of anything is but but you're just sitting there unnerved by what you're looking at and, and this movie does such a good job with that it has the the mood um it's not a Oh my god, dude! That, like, yeah, there was there were some scenes that were like absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, um, and just like the framing of shots. Yeah, like I I loved the entire scene where uh, they they showed up at uh, Jung Soo's house mm-hmm. and like Jaime strips and starts doing this like performative dance and the then, dance of great hunger. Yeah, and yeah. then starts crying and the camera just like pans up slowly into the night sky and into the tree line and it's like yeah. That that entire scene just like was breathtaking. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Um, the shot of Chung Su running through like the misty, uh-huh. you know, dawn and dusk, like, like both occasions, like looking to check on these greenhouses. Um, one of the most impressive shots in the movie to me is the nightclub scene. Because yeah, that was a great scene. It's a singular shot, and the way like there's like this huge crowd of people it never cuts and the camera's just sort of like bobbing in and out of people like like it it's like an ocean like like it's yeah. these waves and the way the camera is just kind of flowing through the crowd is so well done and and it still somehow is able to while it's weaving and bobbing through all these people you could still get your focal point of like there's Ben, there's Jaime, there's Jung Soo in the corner like a weirdo. That's know? why I like the uh, that's why I like the opening scene of this movie, like where he you know grabs the jackets or whatever it is that he's going to sell, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. walking through the city, and it's just like people are running into him, and he's like navigating through. Just like that follow scene was so good. Yeah, I don't know, man. Cinematography here was like fucking oh, yeah. crazy good. It's a it's a beautifully shot movie. Um, and like the the tones of the colors just really pop, because it's yeah. like muted and bleak. Like mm-hmm. one of the one of the biggest things that I read about this movie is that it was strange, bleak, and suspenseful. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that those are like the best fitting. descriptors yeah. for what you're getting yourself into. It, it, the only other thing I'll add is and subtle. Like, yeah, like it's strange how like it's all these things, and yet like it's not overt about any of it. Um, yeah. Like, like, like it really, and, and that's where the slow burn is, I think, so effective, is that it just allows things to just sort of wash over you over the course of the movie and how you want to interpret things. I will agree about, like, the, the first 30 minutes and just that, like, it's necessary, but, like, once you, it, like, it's, like, once Ben really starts to kind of show up into the picture and you start to get some of these weird one-off things where, like, the tension really starts to mount up yeah. where before it's just sort of like, well, yeah, this Jung Su guy, like he's, he's a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, like, it, what is their lie, relationship? It's all, it's all necessary in terms of establishing your mindset and, and like sort of, you know, where your, where your thoughts are before well, it starts incorporating more mysterious elements. It's a great way of setting the tone for the mm-hmm. character that we're going to yeah. be with without really having to show too much of their hand because yeah. it's like, even by the 30 minute mark, mm-hmm. I don't know who Jung Soo is. Yeah. Like, I've been with him for this amount of time, but I don't really have a great idea on who my protagonist is. Yeah. 
other than that he was a shitty child mm-hmm. and he has family and his dad is in court. Like, yeah. I, those are the small things that I, you know, and as things start to open up, yeah, you don't get told everything about these characters, yeah. but like, well, and as things go along too, though, you don't like, what was he actually a shitty child? Yeah, like, like his like, like, like her family, like, like she didn't she fall, lies a lot. She didn't fall down a well, right? like, like, like she, you may not have called her ugly. Well, dude, <laughs> like, and like that's another thing is too is like you know the movie's trying to play tricks with you because mm-hmm. you know her mom and her. Uh, was that her sister? Yeah, I, I don't know, so. imagine so. Yeah. They both say that didn't happen, and then he goes and asks a neighbor if that if there was a well there. He says no, so he gets two like three no's, and then his mom tells him that there's a well. Like, yeah, there's a well, and that that confirms it for him in his head. But it's like you just were told no three times. Yeah, well, and like you know, and then you're given the context of like his mom like walked out on them a while ago. So, yeah. so you know, there's like. Yeah, it just everything and is always vague out enough. there too. Like mm-hmm. it's not, you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know. Like where where could it be? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a very enigmatic movie, and uh, and it makes it a very satisfying watch um, because you can you can pick kind of any little detail from the movie and decide to expand on it or analyze it further, however sure. you want. And and I think that you know it's kind of similar to in a way like how I feel about Antichrist in the sense that like just. You can interpret it how you want, like like the like the filmmaker of that film like acknowledged like he's like I, I don't know what it means. For like sure. this is like a bunch of my nightmares that I put into a film, <laughs> and, and and however you want to take it, you know, like take it how you want. And, and this one's kind of similar, I, I think. You know, less abstract than Antichrist, sure. but still on that level of like, hey, we're gonna leave open ended things for you to extract meaning out of how you want, um, and and. and and it's all interesting things. It's it's ways that like yeah, you can theorize who Ben is. You can theorize like who Jaime is, or or if you know she really is the person she says she is. Like there's various things that you can analyze. It's it's like I don't know. One of the best things about movies to me is when I finish a film and I want to know what other people thought about it. Mm-hmm. Because when I sit there and I go, oh, that was open and closed. Or I don't need to go further on this, or it's done. Yeah, it feels like okay, that was a good movie, mm-hmm. but now it's over in my mind. There's not more time for me to sit here with it. There's not anything that I can attach to it that might change it in my head. Mm-hmm. It, it feels good to be able to look for like a community of other people yeah. that have done research or yeah. or even do research on your own. You know? Yeah, and and it's a it's a, it can be a delicate balance with some of these things sure. too because I think about like you know a, a somewhat hot take for me with like an issue i have with 2001 a space odyssey is that i feel like it just withheld a piece of information that is a legitimately just a cut and dry answer that is in the novelization of the of the movie that like the book and the movie were written at the same time but there's a bit of information that's just withheld for the sake of like saying ooh it's it's, for sure. it's mysterious while like like not really like the 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 conclusion that you come to is the same conclusion that everyone comes to um despite you know you being ambiguous for the sake of it but you know again the the thematics of the movie where like the point of talking about pantomimes again i'm just it's there if you want it to be there yeah i think that that's what makes it such a captivating film the entire time you're watching it and that the acknowledgement of that like you know that the trick is to 
believe it's it's there. Well, yeah, I mean, like this movie completely flipped, like flipped me for a loop because mm-hmm. I pretty much thought as soon as Jaime presented it as like I was ugly, I got uh, surgery mm-hmm. for you. I figured like this is her way of toying with him. That's yeah. exactly what I like jumped to immediately, and then that didn't leave my head for most of the movie because like. Obviously, she meets a guy with a Porsche and is uh-huh. rubbing it in his face. Yeah, that she's and then just she fucking keeps with him. calling him all these times. You, you know, you think Jaime is the bad person for so long. Yeah, and then when she disappears, is when you kind of go, "Wait, was I wrong?" Well, and, and then that's you, like the you thing know, where it's just like, the, the, you know, like because my interpretation of it was she's a naive storyteller. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's kind of like what I leave with, but. Like even that picture, like that, uh, like thought process of that, she's just trying to spite a kid that made her childhood miserable. Yeah. Like, you know, that actually like it fits really well. Uh, you know, like I, I really like it. And in the movie's point is that it can all be right for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not in a way that like a two thousand one. We're like, what other way are you supposed to interpret that? Like crazy it, it doesn't scenes. feel like it wasn't finished on purpose it feels like it was very intentionally left to you yeah which is like the best way of telling whether or not you've watched something that has artistic meaning or mm-hmm. weight to it is you walk away with it going that was meant to be that way they intentionally mm-hmm. felt that it shouldn't have an ending it shouldn't be finite yeah they should leave it to you rather than it having yeah and you know, artist intent only goes so far. For you sure. know, like like and and yet like sometimes though I think it's smart when an artist did, like like in the case of like like with with burning where the purpose of the movie is to like yeah no I I I have my answers and it sounds like he told Stephen Yun the answers that he yeah. he thinks yeah you know like this is in my mind this is what you are but. I want you to kind of approach it how, how you feel, you know, in the moment, you know, how you want to take it. And uh, it makes for just a really cool movie. Like, a I, very I think, cool movie. I think Burning's awesome. Um, do you uh, have any kind of final thoughts you want to give your rating? I'm going to give my rating. I give it a 10. Nice. I give it a 10. Uh, I, I loved it way more than I was expecting. The first 30 minutes really made me think I was like, fuck, dude, am I not going to like this? Like, what is, what is happening here? And then it's like... As soon as it grabbed me, I I couldn't stop. Like awesome, yeah. I know I've I've been hyping up this movie for you for a while too. Yeah. I've been telling you it's great. Um, nine out of ten. Okay. Um, like very high nine. No, like, yeah. Like I think it's great. Like I, I really do like love the movie. It's awesome. But yeah, nine out of ten for me. Like big fan. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely, definitely should watch this movie. You haven't seen it. Like this went completely mm-hmm. under the radar for me. I hadn't even heard about it. So. Yeah, yeah, Burning's great. Um, so happy that you recommended it. That you got a chance to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it came out a year before Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I think it just kind of... I was sad that he didn't have a lot of, like, recent stuff that he has written. Yeah. Because, like, that's, I don't know, like, watching somebody direct something is great. Mm-hmm. But I love watching somebody direct their own work. Yeah, the things they've written. And... The things that they've written and directed, I feel like just, you know come together a lot better so well yeah especially because at that point like you know like you can really get a sense of who they are as a person for sure yeah you know? like like they're directing it and it's also their story that they wanted to tell yeah um, so having that is is always interesting when you get a writer director you know to do one thing i agree with you there um but yeah great movie highly recommend it we've 
it's a hard movie to kind of spoil. Like we've gone into a lot of detail on things, but you know, it's still by design to you watch it and make up your own mind about what's going on. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, highly recommend it. Burning's great. It's uh, it's a slow burn. Stick with it because it it does uh. It it, it sucks it, you in, man. Like it, 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 it pays off as it, as soon as Stephen Yen's character enters the movie, mm-hmm. you're like you can't look away from it. You're you know, yeah. you're watching you're watching a fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really are. Like like everything just starts to like just get almost uncontrollable in terms of the events that start taking yeah. place and how our and protagonist it, and like could it's be a losing it's a line. long movie, but like it doesn't feel that long. Yeah, like I, I feel like like I will say it feels long but purposeful <laughs> like, like you know like like i i don't feel like it flew by no I'm but not... i also feel like that like two and a half hours felt like 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 yeah like i i, it needed, ne- I needed i needed to to sit and and live in this for a bit like you yeah. know, need to be absorbed into it but it's captivating from start to finish for sure um like if you're not fully hooked immediately yeah just give it a wait, wait until steven yun shows up because the, the movie is definitely it's setting the stage. It needs to. Um, but yeah. A great movie. And uh, yeah. 10 out of 10 from you. 9 from me. Yeah. Hi- highly recommend. High praise, yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, you ready for the next episode? Yeah, I'm ready to hear what you got for us. Yep. So um, by the time we publish our next episode, it will be coming out the same weekend as the Oscars. Okay. Um, I wanted to do an Oscars episode. Um, I know you were kind of yeah, interested we in something Oscars related. We kind of planned on it so this isn't a surprise that i'm doing something oscars related but i wanted to kind of think of a, a an interesting way to kind of come up with how i'd pair these two and so what i thought of was it was a four-year consideration episode and by that it's that i'm pairing together two movies that campaigned for best picture but did not get the nomination okay. they can be nominated in other categories but they did not get the best picture nomination despite campaigning for it um, so that was kind of my thought, like, oh, that's, a, that's an interesting way to to kind of put a spin on, on an Oscars recommendation besides just doing some Best Picture noms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to do After Sun. Okay, okay. And Terrifier 2. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. Uh, they did do a legit Oscars campaign. Uh-huh. They did submit it for Best Picture. Why did you do this to me, dude? <laughs> I just want to know, like, do you not like me? Or, like, genuinely, you know? Like, what what did I do to you? <laughs> um, I uh, I just thought it was really I feel funny. like you don't like me. I feel like our friendship is a lie at this point. <laughs> I've seen clips of Terrifier, too. Yeah? Yeah. I watched the skinning scene. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to watch the first one as well. You don't have to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to force you to watch the first one. I will watch both. Um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, just, you know. Okay. These are two movies that campaigned for a Best Picture nomination. Um, neither of them got it. Okay. Um, I want you to know I hate you, so. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I I am excited to watch After Sun. I will say I've been so excited to give this pairing. This is this, one of the most preposterous pairings I've ever done. Like the Like, here's the thing. I watched the Antichrist, and uh-huh. I don't think it was that bad. Like I, I, I can't think of another one off the top of my head that you've given me that I absolutely didn't want to watch. But like, this has now uh, taken the cake. Because like I've watched clips of Terrifier too, and it's not that it's like, like we'll get into it, but it's not that it's it looks terrible. It just 
It's so gore porn, like gore porn bullshit that I feel like I don't know, but we'll yeah. see. No, it. I am looking forward to talking about it. Um, okay. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen either of these. Um, I'll be clear. I am more excited for After Sun. Um, okay. Just so you know, I. Uh, you know, I, I I am staying open minded with how I could potentially feel about Terrifier for too. For sure. But I will uh, just say yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what um, happens i guess but uh yeah no i've been waiting to <laughs> i've been waiting to drop this on you for a while i figured it i was hoping i it would, gotta find something good now I, I was hoping it would catch you by surprise yeah it got me good 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 i was like so like waiting for like me telling you that it was like oh campaign for best picture that you were thinking like oh what, what curveball am i gonna throw in here yeah like, i was truly trying to think like because wasn't there like a controversy about a, a movie that got in there recently as well? Uh, there was a movie called Two Leslie, but I know that like the only campaign that they did for that was Andrea Riseborough okay. as Best Actress. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was campaigned at all for, for Best, best picture. picture. It was just a big it push just to get her, her nominated. Okay. Um, but yeah, Terrifier 2, um, apparently, like, you know, I doubt the Academy actually did anything with it, but if you submit something for the Oscars in a legit For Your Consideration campaign... It is expected of the Academy to screen any movie that campaigned for it. So it was actually done as like a practical joke. They just were like trying to stick it to the Academy There's by no forcing way, them to watch this movie by doing a legit application for Best Picture. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it should be an interesting one to talk yeah. about. And uh, I can fill you in on the events of Terrifier 1. From what I'm aware, there's not much to be filled Yeah, in. I didn't think so. But uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll watch that as well. I'll get the full Terrifier experience. Okay. Um, so if you don't want to be spoiled for After Sun or Terrifier 2, make sure to watch them before the next episode. Just don't watch Terrifier 2. <laughs> oh, <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah, up to you. Um, yeah, just, just be prepared for something that will be very, very violent. Very, very violent. Um, yeah, well... If you don't want to be spoiled, give them a watch, and we'll see you all then. Bye. Bye.